Konnichiwa. This is Erica. Hey everyone, this is Farine, and we're smashing the patriarchy one episode at a time. You're listening to Super Smash Hose. Today, we are going to look at a article talking about Ernest & Young and their women's empowerment initiative. Yeah, so this article was published in Huffington Post um, earlier this month, or earlier mm-hmm. this week, actually. It was on the 21st. Um, and October, we'll link yeah. the... Ac- oh, yeah, of October. Yeah. We'll link the actual article um, in the show notes so you can have a read um, for yourself as well. Yeah, Freen, I think you shared this on Facebook and we both kind of just really wanted to. We both had a lot of feelings about it and thoughts and we wanted to kind of bring light to it and talk about it. I actually haven't heard about this surprisingly and it's it's surprising, especially because Ernest & Young is such a big company. Yeah, so for um, those of you who don't know, Ernst & Young is one of the largest accounting firms in the world. It's part of, like, the big four. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's got some pretty, you know, heavy influence in the world of business and consulting and accounting. Right. So this was... Um, I don't know if I would say for me it was surprising. Like, I don't yeah. think I was like, I I don't know. I wanted to believe that something like this wasn't happening, but it didn't surprise me to know that it was mm-hmm. happening. No, yeah, it didn't surprise me either. I guess I was more surprised that there wasn't more media coverage about it. Um, oh, okay. Sorry, I see what yeah. you mean. No, 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 it's okay. And yeah, it's... But yeah, it is really disappointing to see, especially because it was such a structured like program, I guess, as mm-hmm, well, you know? Yeah. So yeah, why don't we describe what yeah. the article is actually talking about? Um, and also, like, just a quick note, this is obviously very different from our normal um, episode structures. Right. Um, in that we're, you know, kind of reading an article and talking about it. But let us know what you think about this, because I, for one, know that we come across a lot of interesting readings and pieces like this. And is this format interesting for your people to listen to? Um, Yeah, let us know. Yeah, let us know what you think about this kind of reading and critiquing of certain news pieces. Yeah. So if we should, yeah, describe what the article was talking about so there was a training um called power presence purpose or ppp for sure short um that ernest and young was providing um their i think said executive female executives with and it was a woman's empowerment training program and it was there was a day and a half training seminar in New Jersey in 2018, in June. And I think someone who attended 
um, talked about their experience and how uncomfortable they felt to Huffington Post. And that's how I think it came to light. And um, so a lot why this was really controversial or an issue was because so the title of the article is is woman at Ernest and Young instructed on how to dress act nicely around men at the height of the Me Too movement the message of the training seminar was fix the woman so they were saying things like you know women should shouldn't um don't flaunt your body or don't you know you know show your distracting skin and so very very sexist stuff very sexist language um what my favorite quote is the pancake versus waffle metaphor so there's a there's a quote from the training and it says women's brains absorb information like pancakes soak up syrup so it's hard for them to focus the attendees were told this men's brains are more like waffles they are better able to focus because the information collects in each little waffle square yeah, that that is really disturbing. And I think there were – oh, and I just wanted to clarify. I think in the article it said that Ernesting Young wasn't actually the one who was organizing the presentation, right? I think it said that there was a – Marsha Clark? I don't know if it's – I think it's her name, but it's a consulting company. Right. By, so I think Marsha yeah. Clark is her name, but then Marsha – Clark Consulting is the name yeah. of the company. Yeah. Um, and she put together these like diversity and inclusion trainings. And so mm-hmm. EY had outsourced this to her. Right. And I think it said that they stopped this, providing this exact training. But Huffington Post um, said that they weren't certain if they stopped um, um paying Marsha Clark the consultancy to um, provide other types of training or you know they don't have this exact training anymore but yeah they might still be working together yeah I mean what I found interesting about that about the whole Marsha Marsha Clark aspect is um she herself was a businesswoman like and an executive who was working in this type of um you know very male dominated business accounting industry mm-hmm. and i think you know she was working um if i'm right around the 80s yeah is that when she, yeah so i do have like i do have compassion and sympathy for where she's coming from because Look, if you are a woman working in this industry in the 80s, that's I, I understand that that mentality might still be in your brain. I'm not saying it's right for her to have said any of that or for EY to have hired her. Mm-hmm. But I think I understand why she might think the way she does just because of her experience working in that very male-dominated industry in the 80s when that was the only way to get forward. Although, you know, if Ernst & Young is hiring someone, they, you know, should have taken more time to to look into these people's, like, dispositions and what kind of training they're going to be offering to their women. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, especially about what you said regarding, like, you know, you sympathize with some of what, like, where 
where she's coming from, I definitely do as well. You know, not saying that it's what she, the message she was sending was right. But yeah, I understand why she she was presenting, you know, why she was sending some of the messages she she said. Yeah, and I mean, let's not focus too much on Ernst and Young right now because yeah. she, um, I mean, the, the article is about them, but this goes beyond them because her she's actually been, this, this woman, her consulting services have been used by multiple large corporations, Morgan Chase, Microsoft, PepsiCo. Um, yeah, super crazy. And I think what it demonstrates is that this is like systematic, like it's an ingrained idea of the business world. Like it's not an EY problem. This isn't an mm-hmm. Ernst and Young issue. This is like an across the board industry issue. This article is looking at Ernst and Young, but if she's providing training to, you know, all of these gigantic conglomerations, it, it's probably evident that she's working in the same um environment over and over again yeah definitely yeah this isn't just an issue you know about yeah ey or marcia clark or yeah i think this happens you know so much more often than we think it does the stuff the other stuff she was saying it was like yeah there was like don't talk to men face to face you shouldn't directly confront men in meetings because men perceive this as threatening women do not meet before or after meetings instead or don't be too aggressive or outspoken um she also said the only way to succeed around men or to succeed at the workplace is not to work with men but to work around men so do your own thing kind of on Mm -hmm. the side and don't disrupt right and I think there was also like a mark sheet that the attendees yeah, so a- had to mark, right? And Which, yeah, mean, the binary of it itself is hilarious, but they actually attribute yeah. like specific characteristics yeah. to feminine and specific characteristics to masculine. Do you want to run through some of them? Do you have it handy? Yeah, of course. So there's a column that says um, feminine, and then under that there's affectionate, cheerful, childlike, compassionate, does not use harsh language, femininity, gentle, gullible, things like that, warm. And then um, next to it says score at work, and then there's another column that says score not at work. I thought that was interesting too. And then Another column, there is masculine, and under that there is acts like a leader, aggressive, ambitious, analytical, assertive, athletic, competitive. So all these kinds of like, you know, features or characteristics. Self-sufficient, strong personality, (laughs) willing to take risks. Yeah. Independent. I mean, it's very interesting that these are gender-coded characteristics. And not only does this harm women, but it also... You know, it's not health healthy for um, you know for men also who don't fit into or who don't feel like you know they 
want to conform to this strict yeah um, yeah exactly going back to last week's um, topic of k-pop and masculinity we talked about this idea of there there being multiple forms of masculinity whereas this score sheet this you know tick box of these are masculine attributes all it does is it reifies the idea that masculinity is something that can be i don't know created by acting in these ways but also like another thing is that it this clearly is saying that you know there's only two there's only a binary and like imagine working at a company that you know sends this mes- message when you're like non gender you know non-conforming yeah or, no it, there's absolutely no. no mention here of just of anything that falls beyond exactly what you said erica that anything that falls beyond that binary assumption of gender um and it's interesting because the the woman who left um ernst and young and that gave huffington post this material she said that in the training it almost seemed that women would be you know penalized if they didn't adhere to their feminine characteristics and if they displayed too much a masculinity um, which I thought was really interesting because if you go back to, mm-hmm. you know, 1980s, 1990s, and women were entering the business ranks, the only way to get ahead was to be increasingly masculine and to, like, act more and more manly. I think in the article it was also saying that, like, not it says not that long ago women were told to look and act more like men, wear shoulder pads, learn to golf, blah, blah, blah. And it's... It's really interesting. I mean, they go so far to say that men and women um, communicate differently and that, you know, women should keep their comments brief, that um, they often phrase their ideas as questions instead of statements. They say that, you know, women need to practice, uh, she says, need to practice how to speak without rambling or missing the point. They need to practice writing their thoughts down. I mean, it's very, it's very scripted and it's very like prescribed attitudes. One thing I found particularly mm-hmm. interesting was that it goes back to the um, the headline of this article is that the whole purpose of this seminar was to fix women so it's supposed to be to you know empower women in the workplace yeah but there's Uh, it's just about what the women can do to change themselves it's this very individualistic approach to empowerment and it assumes that there is nothing wrong with the corporation there's nothing wrong with the system it assumes that the individual the woman herself can fix the situation yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're they're trying to you know fix women to fit into a male dominated society working environment, right? And not change, not like fundamentally change. Not just they're not only not like empowering women, but they're also you know they could have educated. I don't know if they've done anything to educate men on how to um kind of create a less male male centric working environment 
I looked at some of what EY is doing and I didn't I didn't see any programs targeted to men. What I did see was um, the fast forward, which is targeted to women. And then there was another yeah. one for ethnic mm-hmm. um, minorities. Um, and I think it's really mm-hmm. interesting. If you go on to the Ernst & Young Women Fast Forward page, there are like yeah. scores of articles here about the importance of women. I mean, I'll just read you some titles. How to get more women in the boardroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, three strategic reasons right. to increase the number of women on your board. Um, is gender equality the secret to success in our transformative age? Mm-hmm. How to better connect with women investors. What I'm getting from all of these titles is not that gender equality is a human right or that gender equality matters. It's that gender equality is good for your business. Yeah, that is definitely, yeah, the vibe I'm getting as well. Like women investors and, you know, increase the number of women on your strategic reasons to increase the number of women on your boards. It almost... It feeds back into this idea that the Huffington Post article is talking about that this isn't really about empowerment. It's about putting women in certain visible spaces to make it seem like they're empowered. Yeah. And I think another point the article was also pointing out was that, yeah, like Ernest and Young, they, this kind of woman's empowerment is like a huge part of their marketing you know scheme or whatever and yeah like you said they're not really it really doesn't seem like their intent comes from you know wanting um equal rights or equal opportunities for women but really just to kind of improve their ey you know brand image or to profit off of it is just i mean you know there might be some people who work there who don't necessarily agree with um how ey is doing things in terms of gender equality but yeah certainly from looking at the web- their website and their women's empowerment initiative that's the message i'm getting it's interesting or I find it interesting, at least, that um, have you ever looked at job applications for any of these like big four consulting accounting companies? Yeah. I love, one thing that I love, and I mean, you know, like love ironically, is that they very proudly boast of these initiatives that they have, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's some amazing, magical thing that they are, doing um yeah and in a lot of these job applications in the little summaries before you apply for the actual job they will talk about we do this and this and this to empower women or to empower minorities and it can sound absolutely amazing when you're you're reading it just on the surface like if you just told me that Ernst and Young was offering a women's empowerment workshop called PPP um and you know that 30 executive women got to attend. And if you just told me the surface level details about this program, it would be very easy for me to assume 
that what was happening was genuinely productive. Interesting to note that EY didn't um, didn't comment on a lot of this. What they did say is that um, aspects of this have been taken out of context is what EY said in a statement. But then again, I can't think of any context where it's okay to compare a woman's brain to a pancake and a man's to a waffle. Yeah, and they even said in the presentation that women have smaller mm. brains. Like, how ridiculous is that? Like, brain size literally does not have anything to do with intelligence. And they are just trying to make, like the article was pointing out, the, they're just trying to make women feel inferior to men. And, like, how you should work around men, like Yeah, and it said that one of the most important things is to look um, – it says to signal fitness and wellness. So to look good, but not to show skin, because if you show skin, it um, mm-hmm. signals sexuality, and then sexuality makes men un. I mean, it. You know, the age-old thing: if you show too much skin, the boys can't concentrate. Yeah, this is just really depressing. Um, but yeah, I wonder if they ever thought about like um having some kind of program to for men not to educate them on being gender you know like to promote gender equality but to make them kind of realize um their masculine like characteristics and how to kind of enhance that if that makes sense just because they did this with women yeah no I I completely understand what you're um you mean like they they haven't they've looked at this through a very like female female centric lens um but it yeah yeah, and and I think that this is something that makes me really upset but I do think it's something that happens mm, 95% of the time with anything that's related to like gender mainstreaming is that it's always yeah. about empowering the women or focusing on women, but it's never about men or changing men's attitude. It's like they expect yeah. to have all of these changes in women. Nobody changes the perceptions or the ideas of men, and somehow that's supposed to work. Um, And I think it's really interesting because yeah, it's this I know, right? almost like ignoring of men in this world of gender empowerment it's making it impossible for women to actually become empowered because we're becoming, okay, we're being told you need to be more aggressive. You need to be more like leaders. You need to do this, whatever. Then you walk into a board meeting and you're aggressive and Mm -hmm. you're a bitch. Nobody has changed the guy's mentality. If you weren't a bitch, then you were, you know, you were too soft to be in the workplace, but there's never, I, I haven't seen it in, in anything I've come across, even my university readings. I mean, my university readings definitely pay more attention to men and masculinity when we're talking about academia. But when mm-hmm. we do readings that are related to actual policy, mm-hmm. less than 10% of the time is there a focus on gender. It's always a focus on women. Yeah. Yeah, I've had the same experience. Yeah, 
Um, and yeah, I was looking at the the score sheet we were talking about earlier, and I th- I thought it was really interesting how there was a mark. Um, there's a column for people to check um, for your score at work and score a score when you're not at work. So, you know, this is, I feel like it's saying that you should act a certain way when you're not out, uh, you're not at work and then a different way when you're at work. Right. So it's like you're putting on a show or something. Yeah. I do think that's interesting. And that even goes into the, again, what we were talking about in the last episode and earlier in this episode about masculinity or gender as being performative this this score sheet um you guys can all look at the score sheet if you go look at the article um but the score sheet signals this idea that you can turn gender on and off you can be feminine when you want to be feminine you can be masculine when you want to be masculine and it, Mm. it goes back into this idea that and and it's interesting that she notes these two different columns because she's almost it's like she's halfway there she's like yeah gender isn't real like you're kind of acting it out but then yeah she doesn't take it that far she just looks at this and then she goes but then women always act like this and I mean yeah I think things like this obviously happen everywhere but you know just imagine things like this like this is the reality of this was in the states right and then like it's thinking thinking about japan like we don't really even have women's initiatives things like this here in japanese companies from or you know at least they're very very unusual or not very common um mm. but to think of like this being the situation in the states where you know discussion about um gender norms or equality is a lot more active and abundant like just imagining the reality of it in japan it just makes me sad no small company i mean ey is a a global firm to put it into perspective um, exactly it's got a 36.4 billion dollar global revenue it has over 270,000 employees this is one of the biggest companies in the world right it's it's a chain it's one of those it's also a consulting and accounting company which means that not only are they working in isolation they work with some of the other biggest companies in the world they exactly how other companies think and if this is the mentality in 20 i mean this is from 2018 the the articles from this year but the event is from 2018 if this is the type of system that is being perpetuated in 2018 i mean it's not looking good for us entering the the workforce erica (laughs) no it isn't really uh i i don't even know like how to end this episode because this is just so depressing no i I (laughs) but i think it's important to also and to be aware yeah yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, there, yeah, there is importance in talking about this. I definitely think so. And still there are, you know, initiatives that are a, a lot more genuine and, um, yeah, that make a lot more sense, I think. 
So hopefully we're not all <laughs> in the I gutter. If I was going to take one thing away from this episode, like as a listener, I think it would be that when you hear the words empowerment, or if you hear about empowerment programs, or, or, or in any context, if you hear about a policy, if you hear about government like laws, if you hear about these business programs, these trainings, take a moment to think about what empowerment means to the people putting that program on, right? Yeah, and I think it's also, yeah, definitely 100%. And I think it's important to realize like, you know, don't just, you know, when you hear women's empowerment program, don't automatically think that companies are, you know, have the best intent or not just companies, but people have the best intent, like really, I think look into what they're doing. What is the message they're trying to send, and who is yeah, and behind who, it? Who or you know, empowered. I mean, this actors. is something that wasn't. Um, you know, we don't have this information, but who attended? We know that there was thirty executives that attended this program in twenty eighteen, but were they all white employees? Yeah, were they all white women? Were they all women from New Jersey? Where yeah. I mean, Ernst and Young, as we said before, it's a global company. It's huge. Was it women from? all over the world from their company that came to like there are all of these layers of empowerment and if we are just hearing the word if we're hearing the buzzword empowerment over and over and over again and taking it at face value I think we're starting to feel like the world is getting a lot better when I'm not saying the world isn't getting better and I'm not saying the world is terrible but I'm saying I think there needs to be more like critical analysis of like what's actually happening Definitely. I, I, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and yeah, like you said, you brought up, um, I think in this, in the presentation that they did in June, at least they didn't even talk about, you know, how things can be different from pe- for people of color or, you know, different, especially in the States. Like, you know, that's, yeah. Big, I mean, if you look at these, um, aspect. if you look at these, like this, 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 feminine masculine chart the sheet they were talking about earlier and if you add a a column for Mm -hmm. african-american women and the categories that describe them stereotypically the same way that these categories are stereotypical you wouldn't see them being the same as the plain feminine i mean these plain feminine categories are clearly white quote quote unquote white feminine categories Mm -hmm. right and that that's obviously yeah missing yeah for sure there definitely needs to be discussion it's not it's not just about you know men versus women it's not simple as that right like you can't just yeah just you have to talk about different things that intersect with each other I think that was yeah I I enjoyed doing that I don't know what other people (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's quite therapeutic, be, isn't it? Uh, it'll be interesting to see it. how like um, people react to this type of format because it is it was really different. This was more like right. informed yeah. by like our personal opinions about the reading, whereas normally we do like multiple you know research pieces and then talk about it. This was like one or mm-hmm. like we did a few little extra things, but it was mainly like pulling out of this article. Yeah. And I think it's a good way to kind of highlight certain specific issues with certain companies. I think, you know, because sometimes Mm -hmm. you just don't hear about them. So 
I think it's pretty good to have these once in a while. But yeah, do let us know how you like and it. Make sure you subscribe and rate us and check us out on Instagram at Super Smash Host Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hope you have a good day.